Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. In each episode, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your sales and marketing strategy. We'll share what we know along with advice from industry experts who will join us on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hello, Elena. How are you? Hello, Stacy. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, listen to that grammatically correct answer. Right. You're doing well. I say so good go. most of the time, and then I'm like, ah, oh, she just said well, dang it. It's just grammar. Feels, it feels more natural to say I'm doing good. You know? I'm good. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> well, whether you're doing well, doing good, or doing great, or even not great. Yeah. Sorry to hear it, but we're glad you're listening. Elena, why don't you tell our <laughs> listeners what we are going to talk about today? Well, today we're going to talk about website design and rebranding and refreshing and all kinds of good stuff like that. So we've got a great guest coming on that helped us with our rebrand, actually. Yes. And she, we recorded the interview already, so I'm giving you a sneak peek. She actually brought up something that maybe some of you, especially if you're small business owners or um really intensely tied to your brand brought up that sometimes these designers and uh, consultants really act like a brand therapist because it can be hard to make these changes. And a lot of what our conversation with um, this guest today is you're going to hear a lot of tips in general about how design goes, but you're going to hear primarily a lot of story about what our rebrand was like with uh, Danielle, the designer we'll be talking to, and and how she helped us make some important moves from Jackson Marketing to the B2B mix. Well, now that you've stole her thunder on the brand <laughs> therapy. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear it. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Danielle before we dig into the combo we had with her. So Danielle devening Lemon very fancy name, is a multidiscipline creative professional with 20 plus years of experience. She has an enduring passion for crafting and brand strategies and building the technical structures to support them. After freelancing and collecting a revolving list of clients in high school, yes, in high school, <laughs> she earned a BFA in digital design and technology with an ongoing goal of developing user-focused web applications alongside scalable management solutions. She's found herself placed among front-end web designers as well as back-end developers. She's jo she joined a Tampa marketing agency as creative director for a few years, and then she became a full-time freelancer in 2010. And since then, she's had the privilege of working with many individuals um, and businesses of all sizes and different industries around the world. So she is very great at what she, do she does, and she has a lot of experience. So, Danielle, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the B2B Mix Show. Thank you so much for inviting me here. I'm so we excited. We are glad to, talk. to have you. Yes, awesome. It's been it's been a little bit in the making, but we made it. We finally got here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> so we are excited to have Danielle because she has been a big part of our transition from Jackson Marketing to the B two B mix, and she helped us so much in developing our look and feel and how we went forward with our new brand and our new website. So we're just really excited to talk to her and let you guys hear 
what she does with a typical client and what she does with weirdos like us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Danielle, before you um, start working with a potential customer or any designer before they work with a new customer for that matter, uh, to discuss a brand refresh or a new design, what are the biggest things that you expect them to have already considered before they reach out to you? Are you okay with a blank slate person going, I don't know what to do. I just know I need to do something. <laughs> just tell me what to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> it really depends. Uh, I, I know that there's some kind of awareness that, that, that the, the, the person, the individual or the group have gone through a, a process where they've determined that they want to change something. Uh, maybe because they're changing their business model or they're changing, you know, uh, market that they're trying to hit, whatever. Um, but it's funny because recently I had a bit of a realization that what I do sometimes is like brand therapy. It's yeah. like, yeah, because you, you think about it and um, it, it didn't occur to me until kind of recently, you know, you're asking yourself, like, who are you? Why, why am I doing what I'm doing mm -hmm. and what do I want to change? And mm -hmm. that process, um, I think that, that usually uh, a client arrives at some point in that process realizing that maybe I need to improve something. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of, but it depends. Sometimes people know what, that they want to change something and they don't really know how to start. Mm -hmm. um, and then other times there are clients who have a very clear vision of what they want. Um, now, during the process of therapy, <laughs> that, that could potentially change yeah. um, or become clearer or more articulated or whatever. So it just really depends. But yeah, I've kind of come to the realization that it's like therapy. <laughs> So is that something you're going to start rebranding for yourself? Yeah. I do brand therapy. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think I am actually, because I, I, the more I kind of like dive into that analogy, the more it kind of makes sense mm -hmm. um, because it is a process to really define those things um, mm -hmm. as an organization uh, or as, or even as an entrepreneur or solopreneur. Um, it is, it's more than the identity, you know, it's more than it's, it's a lot deeper than that. Mm -hmm. It's the story, it's the voice, it's the anchor, it's the, it's kind of the plan. And they're usually kind of go hand in hand with goal setting, which, mm -hmm. which I think is probably part of the, that's part of the, the therapy. That's part of the process is really identifying what you're trying to get out of your business and what you provide, what you know, what you give, mm -hmm. what you give to your, your customers right. or your clients. I think that's a really good description of what you do, but it's what you did for us because I know sometimes we'd be like, oh, Danielle, we don't know. And you, <laughs> you'd be that therapist <laughs> listening to us, right? trying to help us guide yeah. it in the right and what do you think? And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny, and it it is truly. And I, you know, it's funny. I also like with every client, I learn I learn new stuff every all the time. You know, um, I think that's the that's the ongoing kind of process. But um, that was something that I kind of realized through our work together. It was a really um, cohesive and collaborative project. You, you guys were, were feeding me ideas, maybe without even realizing you were feeding me ideas. Um, so that kind of interaction, I totally, I totally thrive on. Mm -hmm. um, so it was easy for me to, to kind of like, oh, okay, I know, I know, you know, 
I know what, what can fit into this, mm-hmm. you know, all you might see is a missing puzzle piece, but you've given me the rest of the puzzle pieces, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's, um, so it's really, it's a symbiotic kind of thing. And, uh, that doesn't always happen. Right. Yeah. So I how appreciate you, it. <laughs> how do you handle those situations where someone, a company may come to you and be like, okay, we know we need to change. You just fix it for us. Do you have those issues? Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. I, I have clients like that too, where they're just kind of like, um, that they're not looking for, you know, a, a, a therapy. They're not looking for to, <laughs> to go through a whole rebrand or a whole process. They just, they need something technical or, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine too. Um, I've, I've learned to kind of be flexible in that way. The, but the the projects that I really enjoy are the ones where there's that kind of creative world building and identity yeah. building and stuff. That's what I really enjoy. Um, even though I can do the other stuff too. Yeah. So does it, it sorry, go ahead, no, I was go just going to ask, is it more frustrating to work with a client when they are more, this is what I want. Don't go away from what I want. Just do exactly what I want. Or do you, do you prefer to have someone that gives you a little creative license to kind of put your own spin on it and do some things like that? Yeah, no, it's, you know what, it, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to answer this, uh, very politically uh, as, correct as diplomatically <laughs> as I can. <laughs> but I find actually the people sometimes who have no kind of input are oftentimes the most difficult to work with because mm-hmm. Because they don't know. And- because they don't know. I, even if, and sometimes I realize that part of my job is giving them just something to say no to, you know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> really because, yeah. because otherwise I don't have anything else from them. So mm-hmm. I have to kind of coax it out yeah. by just, you know, giving them an example. And that can go one of two ways. It's one like, oh yes, now I see the direction let's go with that. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, this makes me rethink the entire thing. And now I have a very specific idea of what I want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it could go either in either direction. But I realize after doing this for so long, I realize that's part of my job. (laughs) (laughs) It's to to, um, not just give them the stuff that that they think they want, but also the the option to have clarity or a different direction that they may not have considered. And that could be totally way off base for them. Um, but that's part of the, what I like about like the therapy process mm-hmm. um, is that that gets examined further. It's not just, it's not just something that I want to stick with this color because I've used it for 20 years. Yeah, You know, um, there's a real examination of why. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it fits into, you know, the short-term and long-term goals. Do some people kind of freak out at the thought of changing yes. their colors that they've had for like 30 years or whatever? Because I know people get very attached and mm-hmm. maybe feel like you're calling their baby ugly or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's definitely that element. I think I think you're right. We, we form these attachments. It's like... Um, especially for small businesses, entrepreneurs, people who it really is like their baby, you know, Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to change it or they'll be okay changing a part of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Um, And I totally understand that. I'm never going to push somebody and say, you know, like (laughs) you need to change this. This looks like, you know, 1997. (laughs) (laughs) Even though it might, but I realized like, 
that's that's the thing that they feel confident and right. at the end of the day that's the th- that's the clothes that they wear and i it's you know i'm 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 there to guide them and help them but at the end of the day they're the ones that have to wear it yeah. right so what would be your ideal customer so when it comes to working with like a refresh or redesign or rebrand what's your dream customer um i like the collaboration i like being open-minded the creative input um similar to like what i described before you know coming to the table with um ideas but not but being open-minded and Mm -hmm. and willing to kind of like explore different directions um and to go through the examination process of it. That's, that's my ideal. I like, Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the thing that I really love about what I do is, is the process of defining those things. And, um, yeah, that, I think that's, it's collaboration, I think is, Mm -hmm. is my most favorite thing where, I'm not just um, the the labor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's fine too, it's easy, you know. Um, I don't have to get too invested in it. Um, but but I like the the back and forth input. Mm-hmm. I think that's because at the end of the day, that's also when somebody is happy with you know what what we've collaborated on and created. And, and it's something that I want to show in my portfolio because I have a lot of projects that I don't show because it's like, oh, that's their taste. That's not really my thing. But when it's something that I like, I want to, I want to show people, then that's awesome. That's not yeah. always the goal, but I like that. Right. Well, and sometimes, you know, it's what specifically what they wanted and it wouldn't necessarily be your, your take yeah. on what you would have done, but exactly. that's what they wanted. So you gave exactly. it to them. Yeah. Would you ever walk away from a project if you're just like, this is not going to work. It's terrible. I can't do this for you because it'll ruin my reputation. <laughs> oh yeah. Danielle designed this site. For us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a throwback to the 1997 <laughs> take. It's retro. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, this is a vintage nineties like, website. That's a really fun idea. Actually, you could have a lot of fun with something like that. Um, yeah, no, you, I have I have said no to projects, but it's usually for logistical reasons. I just mm-hmm. you know I I can't accommodate a timeline or something like that. Um, I've never been approached with something that I would be really kind of like personally opposed to, but I think I would probably have a problem with that. Um, but otherwise, I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty open. Like I if somebody has you know kind of like a. Um, you know, even if it's, you know, somebody, I'm trying to think of like a crazy project that I've been approached about, but I can't (laughs) think of anything that's recent. Um, But other than that, I'm pretty open. If it's somebody who I don't think I can work with, which again, I haven't experienced that. I'm not saying that I would never experience that, but I don't think, I don't think I'd say no, or I'd try it out for like, okay, let's just try this See yeah. how it works. <laughs> right, and let's then, do a little pilot. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'd probably be more willing to do that. And then yeah. that would inform, you know, a decision whether or mm-hmm. not to continue working with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a 
good way to approach doing those baby steps. See if both of you can take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think especially for, and that's the thing I've, I've learned a lot about how to work in different styles of, uh, because, you know, whether it's an organization and I have to work with a team of people, mm-hmm. um, where I might not be the only designer or the only front end developer, or working with individuals, um, every, everybody works differently. Yeah. Um, so, but I learn every time I learn something new about, about how, you know, not just their industry, because usually they're, they're experts in their industries. I'm right. not an ex. I, I, I do what I do. I right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting process. It is. It's fascinating getting to see how everybody works. Are and, you primarily on like B to B, or do you work with some B to C? Yeah, mostly B to B. Yeah, I have done some B to C stuff, um, and I've done some stuff in the entertainment industry too, um, oh, cool. which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, primarily B to B. Fortunately, my <laughs> since I've been freelancing full time since oh gosh, it's been like it's been over ten years now, but. I've, I, I've not, I've, I've, I've been mainly working off of referrals. Mm-hmm. So, which is, for, I'm grateful for that. Um, but, but that means that I stay kind of within a, within a segment a, a, mm-hmm. of an industry, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is fine. So I'm finally actually just a couple of weeks ago started, finally started building out my portfolio for the first time in over a decade. Um, (laughs) Our own stuff gets pushed off to the side. (laughs) So true. It's the cobbler's children have no shoes thing, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look yeah. how long it took us to do this podcast episode. <laughs> We've yeah. been planning it for months and we we're all just busy <laughs> with yeah. our clients and didn't have time to do it. Exactly. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to 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 give my 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 own advice to myself on on certain things. Um, which I know is 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 tough to do, but yeah. finally building out a portfolio. <laughs> finally. <laughs> So if you had a new customer or maybe pretend like you're your new customer building out your website, <laughs> what's the process that you would generally expect a customer to work through with you? Like design on pallets, would you have weekly meetings? What what yeah. should somebody expect when they're going to that rebrand process or even just a new website process? Right. Yeah. So it, it really um, it depends on the on on the person, on the organization. Um, the first thing that I would want to understand are the goals, uh, the goals that, that they have in place now and the goals that they, you know, that they want to have in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've learned that everything is kind of based around that. Um, everything kind of like can fall into place once those things are defined. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if it's more focused on a website, we really have to kind of examine what the website's purpose is. What is it supposed to do? Is it supposed to make an existing process easier? Is it supposed to facilitate a new function? Um, or, or is it, or is, is, you know, what, whatever, whatever the end goal is, and then mm-hmm. kind of work backwards from there. Um, when I first started, when I first started working um, with clients, uh, I would start, I would start with the design section first, you know, because that's where my head was at. 
um, I've learned probably working with so many B2B clients that it has to work the other way around. You have to, you have to fill in the blanks to get to step one, start, start at, you know, at the end point and then work your way back. Um, Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I've learned. So whether it's branding, whether it's a website, whether it's a trade show booth, whatever it is, whatever that end goal is. And then we kind of work, work to step one. So one of the questions I was going to ask you was, you know, what your ideal working relationship would be. And I think you kind of touched on, it would be more of collaboration, um, between you and the customer. Are there, other things aside from that collaboration that would make it a good working relationship for you? Um, you know, it's so funny and I'm going to just close this right now. I'm thinking about you guys when I'm, when you ask me that, because really I had you not only, I, I appreciate it when a client understands their role and my role. And then there's, there's, there's a mutual respect there. Um, you know, I've had clients where, they've, (laughs) they expect me to, to drop everything and learn new tools because that's what they use, (laughs) Um, which I'm, I'm happy to, to grow and learn and all this stuff. But you need to know it by yesterday. Exactly. (laughs) Like let's, let's make that part of the process because just like, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to facilitate business for their customers and clients. I'm trying to do the same thing. Right. Um, so I think that when there's, when there's a, a, an awareness of, you know, that, that relationship that helps a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and thankfully in a B2B kind of sector, that's, that's more common than not. Um, because I think when I've worked with other industries, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. So are there some industries that you find it more difficult, like technology versus healthcare or something like that? Um, those Is there a ones, difference across those? If they're B2B, which most of the ones that I've worked with are, mm-hmm. um, they're looking for essentially the same things. You know, right. they're looking to sell that product or that service. Um, they usually have a pretty good understanding of who their target market is. Um I think for me going through the process of really understanding their, their niche and how, how that will work, um, that, that changes every time. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think about like the most difficult industry. I think B2C stuff or retail type stuff can be, can be because there's a lot more opinions. I feel like when, when <laughs> yeah. in those kind of uh, projects, <laughs> there's a lot of people sit, you know, um, getting the mock-ups and stuff like that. And, um, and they'll have oftentimes differing opinions, mm-hmm. um, which I can't, I can't really litigate those. <laughs> so right. I, I just kind of have to wait for something, you know, to happen. So it, it kind of, um, in, in that kind of scenario, it's a little bit more tricky to navigate. Um, but, but, it, but, Thankfully, I've I've had I've had experiences where it's uh, everybody walks away happy. So yeah. So yeah. switching gears a little bit, when we approached you at the near the end of last year, I think it was, and we kind of came to you. We were just wanting to do a refresh of our 
brand and our website. And then we switched gears on you and said, oh, let's just change everything. We're going to change our name. Yeah. We're gonna change. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to do the whole shebang. Yeah. You know, you may have like had a little heart attack at that moment when we Luckily, did that to we you. Didn't get that we didn't go too it. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it was it was good timing. So actually. can you kind of talk through some of that, how you helped us through that process and, you know, all the different things that we went through and your process of going where you start and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was actually it was really good timing. Um that because we were, I think, in the kind of early stages of the logo development. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um so the idea board was still open, you know, so I, it wasn't like we had finalized stuff or anything like that. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's the kind of collaboration that I totally thrive on. Um, it's like, oh, we've got, here's some ideas. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this means like, this means we could do something totally different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that kind of exchange is um, exciting. I mm -hmm. think I, I, and um, so so with that, I remember uh, when we, uh, I think because we were originally, I can't remember if the B idea came before the B2B. It mix. is. It <laughs> did. Okay. So it was when it was Jackson Marketing and, you know, telling the story with the two J's and telling mm -hmm. the story of the content pollinators and um, <laughs> it, with the B and everything like yeah. that. And then finding that that kind of led to that led to, you know, a new a new name. And and that's um, what I loved about what you did, because I think also because you know us because we've yes. known each other for years now, you have a little bit of an insight on our personalities. Yes. And then you you didn't completely lose Jackson marketing in it, because like like you're saying on the logo, for those of you who haven't looked at it very closely, the B <laughs> is made up of two J's. There's a yeah. J on the bottom and then a J on the top to represent the two Jacksons from going from Jackson Marketing to the B2B Mix Show. And I thought that was so cool that you did that and that you, <laughs> yeah. you put so much thought into what you do and that you didn't lose who we were and you brought that into it. And I thought that was just such a cool way of doing that. Not everybody realizes that that's what happened, but <laughs> when, when, when you talk, when we talk about it, that, Oh, okay. Yeah. I see that. And it's just a little thing that, but people little, do notice but people it, notice it. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that. This is part of the fun thing about the branding exercises. It's the storytelling. Um, and everything, and the more and more I kind of like think about it, everything does come down to stories, right? Mm -hmm. um, whether you're, you're doing sales or whether you're, it doesn't matter. And that's why, you know, building, building, you know, your, your identity, this symbol, this thing that was going to, uh, to, re it was going to represent what you do, who you are, and in this and this just little thing. So we have to wrap a lot of thought and, and, and intention into it, what it's going to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm, I'm, I was very happy with it. So I'm ecstatic that you, that you both were very happy with it. So, um, but yeah, it's the storytelling part of it. Um, and that's, that's the, that's, that's the fun part, I think. The yeah. colors and everything like that. And you're right. Mm -hmm. I did have, um, 
I cheated a little bit because I, I knew you guys. So I kind of, <laughs> I didn't have to, I didn't have to dive deep to, to, to understand your personalities, right. what to convey, the kind of energy, the kind of um, vibe that you want to give off. Um, and it's funny, it's, it's easy. And I think honestly, and I, this is totally projecting, but um, I think honestly, even if we hadn't known each other and it was a brand new relationship, I would have mm-hmm. been able to get there pretty quickly anyway, mm-hmm. okay. because, because you guys are very kind of like, it, it just, it comes off of you, you know, We're like quirky <laughs> <laughs> and fun and knowledgeable yeah. and uh, articulate and, you know, all of these, all of these wonderful things that, um, that get to make up a really fun and unique uh, brand. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it really is like therapy, just thinking about the whole process that we went through. Because I was, sometimes I'd feel like anxious, like, oh, we're going to change this big thing in our lives. And, right? and I'd look at other people's website and like, they look really serious and buttoned up. Are we doing the right thing by being ourselves <laughs> and making it fun? But right? I, I have no regrets. But yeah, it is kind of a scary journey, even mm-hmm. if you know you're ready for it or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Especially, I mean, this is something that both of you have this business. I mean, you guys have been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't a new, this isn't a new thing. So we do get kind of, um, we get attached, but Mm -hmm. we also kind of use that as, as, a springboard that, and that's the thing, like the, the branding part of it, when we have a new springboard, when we have something that is, you know, kind of realigns us to the things that we want to achieve, it feels, it feels very freeing, very, uh, liberating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it is a psychological process. It really, (laughs) (laughs) it might not be that crazy for people who aren't like owners of the brand and they're, they work at a place, but when you built the company and you're going to make this, it is very like, yeah, Yeah. Danielle's the perfect brand therapist if you need (laughs) (laughs) and help you achieve something really cool. Another thing that you did, which I love is you made it very playful and interactive. So like as you scroll through the pages, something is moving here and there everywhere. So it like draws you. And and that's what I love because you can get just start zoning out when you're looking at a website and scrolling. Nothing is catching your eye. But these little, it's just subtle. These little yes. movements throughout the website on the images and things like that. And that, I love that you did that. Awesome. Yes, I love. And that was the first time actually your project was the first one that I really got to utilize something uh, like like those those animated SVGs, which I've mm-hmm. been playing with for a while and testing out on other stuff, but I was really excited to see them uh, <laughs> <laughs> all over the place and get really like. It, and since we kind of had those in mind, I think from like mm-hmm. the first or second conversation that we mm-hmm. had, it was it was a seamless kind of integration visually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was that was cool. But that's also you know understanding the the process where your clients are looking at your stuff and you've got a lot of information to share. You want them to read it, and so we we've got to occupy we've got to occupy their attention as, in some way um, <laughs> to be able to get them to look long right. enough to read it. 
Um, so there's there's a little bit of that that user experience process in there uh, for sure as well. Yeah, we had um, someone who we've worked with before. <laughs> he, he didn't realize we had done a rebrand and he was looking to bring us into a new company to help with some some things that he's got going on there. And he's like, I went to your site and it was, it was not Jackson. It was completely different. <laughs> That's I was so like, funny. But a good different. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. He was expecting to see something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but hopefully the, the new site and the new branding and everything was familiar enough that the, the vibe of it was familiar yeah. enough yes. to be able to identify, Oh, but this is still them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Done this new thing. Okay. It just looks better. They finally hired a web designer to fix it. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely not web designers. We are content people. So getting Danielle to come in and do this was the best thing we could have done. Yeah. Now, I've been involved with other companies that did a web uh, redesign with an outside resource, but I don't think Elena had ever done that before. And one thing, though, that we were both surprised about because it hadn't been my experience before is that you waited till the end to do the homepage. Why, why do you wait till the end? The for anticipation. That? <laughs> OMG. That was like one of the hardest things. It's like, when are we going to get to see the homepage? When are we going to get, because you know, that's, that's the moneymaker. That's the one that you really want to see. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, that's <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. That's why I've learned to leave it for last because in the past, um, that's, it, it used to be the first thing that I would go to. Right. Um, but inevitably while the other parts of a site are getting built out, whether there's a shop in there, whether there's pages, whatever it is, um, inevitably the homepage will get redesigned because it's, Oh wait, no, we're going to change this direction. <laughs> no. But So, so there was, the, there's that part of it, the logistical, like, I don't want to redo this page over and over again. But again, speaking about the process, during the process of building out the rest of the site, kind of realized, oh, this is where we want, this is kind of where we want to take somebody. Mm -hmm. Or this, mm -hmm. is, this is what we want to highlight. This is, so by, by kind of um, building out all the, all the ancillary, the accessory pages, um, first, it gives us an idea of what needs to be highlighted on the homepage. Yeah. Um, and so that way we can go into the homepage. Um, and I treat it differently. Like you'll notice, like, um, I think we did like a full mock-up of the homepage instead of, but like the other pages, we kind of did like, um, like a general, like, okay, this section is going to be this and this section is going to mm -hmm. be this. And then we kind of repeated that through throughout but the right. homepage was a different formula. Mm -hmm. Um, and it usually has to be because like you said, it's the moneymaker. It's the thing that people see first. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's the only thing they see. They make a decision yeah. right yeah. away, whether or not they're going to go see something else on the site. Yeah. So I think I've learned that it has to be very intentional. The homepage has to be designed with, with, with the knowledge and having gone through the process of the rest of the site to know where we want to lead them and mm -hmm. what we want to highlight. So yeah, yeah that's why I leave the homepage for last. <laughs> but, but, but you guys aren't the only ones that I've had that reaction from. I, I get that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so 
why do we yeah why do we have to wait to see the homepage? it makes sense <laughs> it makes sense though it really does yeah because you yeah. don't want to like double your work by yeah. having to recreate it five times or whatever yeah 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 which would happen a lot so um mm-hmm. and then by the by the by the final iteration it's usually after the rest of the pages are done anyway right so yeah. it's like <laughs> let's consolidate that let's make it but let's really just concentrate on the intention and mm-hmm. and the goal with the homepage, right? Um, because it is kind of like its own. It's almost like its own project in a way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you true. did a phenomenal job with yeah, our site, and we enjoyed working with you. It was fun. And if before we go on to the just for fun question, <laughs> if do you have any advice for someone that's maybe looking to do a re, a rebrand or refresh or something? You know, what should they kind of do first and who, what kind of designer should they look for? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. Um, I would say first get in touch with your goals, figure out what you want, uh, and what you don't want. Um, and not just in terms of your brand, in terms of your business, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of your growth strategy, in terms of all of that stuff. Cause that just ties into it. It's not mm-hmm. an isolated thing. Um, so get in touch with your goals. Um, and I would, I would recommend looking for somebody who has uh, some knowledge in being able to kind of guide you to those goals, not just giving you some, you know, beautiful stuff to look at. Right. Um, because the beautiful stuff is great, but it's not going to be great if nobody sees it. Right. It's not mm-hmm. going to be great if you're not confident about it or if it doesn't, it doesn't match up with where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's good because I know you've added in things in our site that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of, like the little quiz at one point where, you know, what do you want to do today or what do you need to mm-hmm. learn? And it helps take people to the places that are going to be most significant to them and their experience on the site so yeah user experience and that goes hand in hand what do you want your users to do and feel you need to know what your goals are so yeah Yeah. definitely yes exactly right that's that's the that everything is connected um Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of times we get used to seeing how we do operations as 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 businesses as separate departments but everything Mm -hmm. is so connected um and as long as everything f- kind of falls in line with the goals, then it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's important. Okay. So this is the big question. <laughs> if you weren't helping companies create awesome websites and doing cool designs, what would your dream job be? Oh gosh, that's so hard because it would change on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. Um, oh gosh, you know what? I would, based off of today, I would probably, <laughs> I would be, and I, I would farm orchids and do stuff to work outside. Oh, I that'd think. be cool. Nice. Yeah, I love, I love orchids, and I love um, working in the dirt. Um, <laughs> I think because. I live most of my life in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, getting getting my hands dirty and, you know, f- feeling all the tangible stuff is a really mm-hmm. great antidote to it. It's it's my therapy. That's nice. the thing that I totally love. So, do you yeah. grow orchids now? 
Yes. Yeah. I've got, I've got a small collection, probably about 20 or so. Yeah. 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 But we're in the perfect place, you know, to be able to, to grow them. So they don't work. I guess I tried to to (laughs) have one and it just died. I had it on this board, you know, growing like air Yeah, yeah. and I had moss on it. So the, um, uh, roots would stay moist, Mm -hmm. but not overdo it, but it just, it's, it was okay for a while, and then it just was, like, died. Oh, no. <laughs> so, like, the most common thing that kills orchids is overwatering. Oh, well, maybe I did that. <laughs> they will, you you want to, like, like air plants, um, yeah. you want them to totally dry out before you mm-hmm. water them again. So, I end up watering mine maybe, like, every seven to ten days. Oh, I was Ooh. over there spraying that moss, like, oh, it's, it's dry. Oh, so yeah. There you go. I'm a murderer of orchids. Now <laughs> you know. That's the most common way to kill an orchid. That's the I most common. I feel like common. we need the the more you know and then yeah. the star thing going across the screen. <laughs> so now our listeners got orchid advice and learned yes, about yes. website design, uh, redesign. <laughs> All right. Well, Danielle, if people would like to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, email uh, would probably be the best way. And I, I, I keep it pretty simple. Just a Gmail address. It's ddlimon, L-I-M-O-N. Uh, like uh, Bacardi Limon. That's why a lot of people say like, oh, like Bacardi Limon. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> At gmail.com. And I am currently building out my, my site um, and my portfolio. It's still under construction, but you could go see the mess that it is right now. Um, <laughs> at ddlamone.com. All and right. We can, we can include those in the show notes. Yeah, we definitely will. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. <clears throat> we hope that all of you will contact and get in touch with Danielle and just find out more about her and what she does. If you want to get in touch with me or Stacy, you can find me on Twitter at Elena underscore Jax. That's A-L-A-N-N-A at underscore Jax. You can find Stacy on Twitter at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S-T-A-C-Y underscore J-A-X. And if you're not Twitter fans, you can find us on LinkedIn. That's Stacy Jackson or Elena Jackson. And we hope to talk to you soon. Yay!